What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is our slash Tales from Tech Support. Sorry I didn't get anything done while I was camping this weekend. Um, I really did try, but uh, our internet service was just absolutely horrible. This is the worst one yet, and uh, it wasn't like it was even early in the boonies. Um, I don't know. I can't explain it. So I guess it's time to look into Starlink or something uh, so that I can do stuff on the road. Anyway... Time to make up for some lost time and read some stories. Laptop screen turns off in the third floor meeting room. One early spring morning, a ticket comes in titled, Laptop screen turns off in the third floor meeting room. This sounds too good to be true, of course, so we call the user and ask for some more details. Apparently, this issue comes up frequently, nearly every time they're in that specific meeting room. Never at their desk. To see if we can figure out the issue, we schedule a time when we can meet in this room and ask the user to use their laptop, as they normally would during a meeting. Of course, the laptop screen stays on, and we conclude that this is a user issue and not equipment issue, probably just the user pressing the sleep button on the keyboard. The user didn't like this, but went their way. A few weeks later, a new ticket comes in. Laptop screen turned off again. We told the user to be careful around the F keys and close the ticket. Some days later, the ticket is reopened and the user informs us they did not touch the keyboard when the screen turned off. A new laptop is issued just in case, but the issue kept coming back. At this point, we were all convinced that the user kept pressing the sleep button and decided not to pursue this anymore. About a month later, a colleague was helping this user with an unrelated issue when the laptop screen turned off. This time, the user was a few feet away from the laptop. My colleague lifted their hands up, probably by surprise, and the screen came back on then put their hand back on the keyboard and it turned off again. This laptop didn't use a hinge mechanism to detect if the lid was closed, but instead magnets. So when the magnets in their watch came close enough to the one on the laptop, the screen turned itself off. Holy cow. This only happened in the third floor meeting room for the user because this is where they use their laptop outside a docking station. And when we initially went to investigate, the user was standing, creating a gap large enough between their wrist and the laptop to not have an effect on the magnets. Sometimes the user just might not be the issue. Well, it's still sort of a user issue, except inadvertently. I mean, who would have thought about the magnet in their watch coming close to the magnets under the lid? Yeah, kind of weird. I would have never thought a magnet in a watch would be big enough to actually create that problem in the first place. Um, I don't know how strong those magnets are in those laptops, but uh, there you go. So if your screen keeps turning off randomly every time you go to lay your hands on the keyboard, then... Uh, Check that out. Take your watch off and see what happens. Bangkok Support Back in the day, I worked as a systems consultant in Southeast Asia, based in Singapore for an American financial software company. It was great work. Kept the packed suitcase under my desk at work as by Tuesday I would be off to a client somewhere by plane by Tuesday midday at the latest. I tried to be proactive and sent out code fixes to clients based on my knowledge of how they used our systems. Thus, they would not need to apply fixes for code that they never executed. One of my good clients in Bangkok, an American oil company, I sent a fix to with instructions and told them they need to apply it as they are impacted by the bug it fixed. No reply, but didn't expect one. Two to three weeks later, they phone up and demand I come fix their system ASAP as it has crashed. I knew exactly what had happened and thought, bugger it. I haven't been to Bangkok in a month or so and it's time for a visit. So I get on the plane to Bangkok for a three-day booking to solve this major production problem. It was an easy fix. I knew my boss wasn't that knowledgeable and she told me that I should be able to fix it in three days. 
Who was I, the simple lowly consultant, to correct my all-knowing boss on the matter? I didn't object. On arrival, I took the smart arse option and sat down and said, please show me your communications file from me, please. Okay, got that. I never touched it. I asked them to read the info in the file for this month. They did. I asked, see anything interesting? Oh, um, yes. Okay, can you try to do as the instructions say, please? Okay. I leave the building with some of the accounting staff to have a beautiful Thai lunch for the next two hours. Come back and I find they fixed the problem. And now I have two and a half days in Bangkok to party. And yep, that's what I did. It turns out the IT manager in charge of supporting the financial systems was a failed salesman who was put into the position to get him out of sales. He didn't understand anything, but he kept the files organized. I told him next time I send you something like that to show it to the programmer before you file it. I spent the next two and a half days helping them on any other things that they had going on. They loved it because I would help them on anything as long as you don't tell Singapore I did this. They were great people and I really enjoyed helping them and having fun at night. I supported them for one and a half years and never bought a lunch and a few dinners when I visited. A couple years later I got a contract with them direct and that was a story in itself. Well that's one way to get inexpensive little vacations, huh? If the boss says it's going to take three days, hey it's going to take three days. Might as well take in some sights and get a little partying done while you're there, right? Eh. Please use your shared folders. My return back to the office has been quite eventful, apparently. Today I received a call from a user saying their laptop isn't working. I asked them to elaborate for me and they tell me it just keeps going to a white screen every time they restart instead of the login screen. Oh no. I know exactly what's happened and it's the first time that this has happened at this job. I go to the user's location and take a look at their laptop. Sure enough, the laptop is sitting at the boot menu. The solid state driver isn't listed as a boot device, only PXE boot. Well, no big deal. All of our users are set up to have shortcuts to shared folders over the network and are instructed that anything important they have should be saved there. I inform the user that the machine should be under warranty and that I'll just go retrieve a new one for them. Before I go on my way to get a replacement baseline for them, they seem to start panicking. User. So you're saying all the data on the drive is gone? Me. Yes, it seems like the solid state failed. This is not a common issue at all, but all of your documents saved to the shared folders are on a server, so you shouldn't have lost anything. User. Me. You were saving your work to your shared folders, weren't you? User. Uh, no, I wasn't. It was taking forever to transfer documents onto it, so I just saved them to a folder on my desktop. Me. That's weird. It shouldn't take that long to transfer documents onto the server. And you know that the IT disclosure form you filled out when you got employed said to save your work into the shared folders. User. Well, it was taking forever because I was working from home over Wi-Fi. This is a huge problem. I just lost four months worth of work. Me. Internally facepalming. So you were working from home for a while and didn't think to save all your work upon getting back? User. I got really busy and didn't think about it. This is completely unacceptable. I have so much work to catch up on. Can't you do anything? Me. Like I said before, no. This is why those shared folders are set up. Sorry. At this point, I couldn't tell if they were ready to blow a fuse or completely break down, and I didn't care to stick around and find out. I got back to the office and got their new machine ready to go pronto for them and finished setting up a service request on the old machine. I then made sure to send out a PSA to every user reminding them to back up any documents they have if they haven't done so already and told my boss we should start sending out similar PSAs every month to drill it into our users' heads. 
By the time I got back to our user in question, they accepted defeat and begrudgingly took the replacement laptop from me. I felt bad for them and gave them my condolences and went on my way. Please use your shared folders. It'll save you heartbreak and it'll save us headaches. Edit slash update. The comment below has a fuller description, but our new guy somehow managed to get the machine going without data loss and backed up everything to where it needed to be. Let the new guy off early today with pay. Edit 2. Before I get any more messages, comments below explain why we don't have a OneDrive solution set up yet. Local government job. Previous IT team was led by incompetence. Current CIO was brought on three years ago. Save for our network admin who was part of the original team, the rest of us are brand new to this team. I'm going on a year and a half. New guy is on his seventh month. There's only four of us to boot. A full migration to O365 with OneDrive Solutions is in the works and planned for next year. Yeah, I think you need to be able to set up some kind of automated uh, backup and save solution. I mean, it's not that difficult. People should be able to figure out how to save to shared folders and stuff like that. But sometimes people need saving from themselves, honestly. And rarely do they ever follow directions completely. I don't think I've ever messed with OneDrive, but uh, I do get the annoying pop-ups on my wife's laptop all the time about OneDrive. I've got it all turned off on my machine. It doesn't remind me anymore, so uh, I may turn it back on here and see what the big deal is. Uh, we've got Office 365, and uh, you know, for paying for it anyway, might be a good solution. A rare reward. I've been doing first-level tech support for a few years now. A few months ago, I accepted a position in another state for a law firm. Most of the time, people are polite, if rushed due to the nature of the business. This time, however, I was rewarded handsomely for my knowledge. A woman called because our email filtering software caught an email with a time-sensitive code, so I had her get another code, and as soon as it landed in the filter, I released it. She was very happy since she was, in her words, terrified of tech. She asked how she could thank me, and I said she could buy me a drink at the Christmas party. Two days later, a bottle of Four Roses small batch bourbon gets delivered to me. Wow. Three years of my previous tech job, I got contempt and backtalk. Here, after six months, I get a bottle of the good stuff. Keep your eye open for opportunities outside your current organization. You never know how you might benefit from a change in scenery. I can't tell you the number of places I worked where there were people willing to reward you for helping them out of a jam, even if it was your job to begin with, and uh, we weren't allowed to accept. There was a lot of places I worked where it was policy not to accept gifts of any kind because it was seen as some sort of bribery and corruption in the workplace. And, uh, yeah, kind of sucked. But, whatever. I like bourbon. Even vets make mistakes. Been a while since I posted. Today I encountered an issue that made me chuckle. For some background, I work as a sysadmin for the local government and recently had been out of the office due to COVID and just got back. Around my lunchtime, I got a voicemail from a user explaining that they had needed to call 911 and weren't able to do so with their desk phone. For the record, everything was fine, they just had to use their cell phone, and luckily nothing bad happened. This was odd to me, as we use a phone system everyone and their brother is certified with, it seems, and if they were unable to call outside the internal network, they typically couldn't get calls from outside it either and this department is pretty quick to notify us when there's issues. Recently, while I was gone, our network admin, who's been in the field for about 15 years, and is my boss when my actual boss isn't here, and the new guy worked with a contractor to redo our network cabling. This included redoing network closets and the racks. Some of you may see where this is going already. So after some extensive troubleshooting and digging through the back-end system for our phones, 
I discovered that the router that was in control of the device pool this user belongs to didn't have a registered IP. In our environment, this typically meant something was off or a network cable was unplugged. I got to the location of where this router was located and everything on the rack looked great. They had completely redone the cable management when they installed the new rack in UPS. At this point, I was a bit worried that this might require redoing the config in the router, which was not something I was thrilled to do. As I began going through the basics of checking connections though, I noticed there was no activity indicator on the switch port where the router was connected to. I traced the cable back to the router and gave it a look over. Everything seemed fine so far and I began dreading the prospect of having to retrieve my laptop and consoling into the thing. I gave it one more once over and noticed that in the loop of power cords that had their excess neatly looped and velcro strapped to the rack, there wasn't one plugged into the UPS. Breathing a sigh of relief, I plugged the cord into the UPS and the router bleeped on and whirred its own sigh of relief as it was brought back to life. Thank goodness, I thought to myself, as I no longer had to worry about redoing a router configuration. I triumphantly made my way back to my office, called the non-emergency number to let them know we would be running a few test calls, and voila, the user was able to reach 911 now and call outside the network altogether. I took my smirk and walked into the network admin's office. Network admin, hey, what's up? You get that routing issue figured out? Me. Sure did. Luckily, it wasn't that difficult. Network admin. Awesome. Glad to hear that. You seem to have got that done pretty quick. I know the phone issues can range from a five-minute job to a week-long project. Well, what was the issue? For some quick background, network admin handled the phone systems before I came on board and somehow managed to take it over. Me. Well, I took a peek in that network closet. You guys and the contractors did a fantastic job up there. I did happen to notice one issue, though. At this point, I think he started to realize where I was going as he started to grimace. Network admin, what do you mean? Me, well, you know how there's printouts plastered everywhere in our office that say, Network admin, don't forget your phone before you leave because you forgot your phone at the office constantly? I think we'll need to add some to our network closets and probably the server room that say, Network admin, don't forget to make sure that everything's plugged in before you leave. <laughs> network admin just rolls his eyes as he lowered his face into his palms, letting out a defeated groan. I had a good laugh, and he couldn't do anything but laugh with me for forgetting something so simple. So, for all you greenhorns out there, the senior positions still make mistakes. You won't move up in this field at all without making mistakes yourself and learning from it. So don't fret. Just be honest when you do and right your wrongs. Yep, making mistakes is part of life and work. Unfortunately, it's just not something you can always avoid. Nobody's perfect. But when you do make a mistake, own it. You'll be better off in the long run. Otherwise, you just end up looking stupid and pissing everybody off. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.